Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode O, Our Value with Helen Moses. Hello, thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. I have a fabulous interview to share with you with Helen Moses. And before we get to that, let's do our segments. I've really been loving researching naming our emotions and why that's important and why we should do that. And I enjoy sharing those findings with you, especially because sometimes I don't always have examples of naming the emotion. In one of my searches, I found that The primary purpose in naming an emotion is to empower you to see it, feel it, and make a determination about what to do with it, because emotion often points to an unmet need or a call to action. The need to belong, to be safe, to be respected. When you ignore your needs, your emotions intensify. When you name your emotions, feel them, and connect to your needs, you can then do something beneficial with your emotions and they will become less intense. So again, if you have any examples of naming your emotions or what you felt recently, please send me a message on Instagram at A4Adversity. We're all humans, we're constantly feeling emotions, and I know that there's a good example that you can share that will help someone else. When I don't have any examples, I often look on Facebook or Instagram, but people are really good about being positive on social media, so I don't often find the negative emotions. Okay, on to my list for the week. People are always asking me what my favorite quotes are, so I made a list of my current favorite ones. I left number one blank because that just felt like too much pressure to commit to a favorite quote. (laughs) Number two, I put great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, shallow minds discuss people. And that's by Eleanor Roosevelt. Number three is by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And he said, if I had a flower for every time I thought of you, I would walk forever in my garden. I'm a hopeless romantic. So that just really gets me going. Number four is a Swedish proverb. Shared joy is double joy. Shared sorrow is half a sorrow. And it's so true. Our burdens can be lifted just by sharing them with others. And number five, the purpose of life is life of purpose. Okay, on to my interview. Hello, I am here with Helen Moses. If you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself to me and my listeners. Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Helen Moses, as Jen just said, and I am in Raleigh, North Carolina. I call myself a voice and communication strategist. And uh, that means I help people do anything from finding their voice and the confidence to speak up to preparing for a presentation or even a TEDx talk um, that they would like to give in the future and feel confident in doing it. Wow. Yeah. And I noticed in your bio too, that you've given TED talks as well. I haven't yet, but I, oh. my first one is scheduled for June. So oh, okay. I'm, Got it. I'm preparing for my first TEDx talk and I've been coaching TEDx speakers for a while. Got it. Okay. That must have been what I'm remembering. And then 
my season right now currently is about empowerment. So I was wondering with all your coaching on confidence, how, how do you think confidence and empowerment are related or what are their differences? What an interesting question. Well, I would say when one feels empowered, one has just received a boost of confidence. Yeah, I think confidence is an ingredient in empowerment. Um, empowerment may have some other things like permission and access, um, purpose, and confidence is one of those ingredients as well, I think. That's, that's how I would answer that question. I really like that. Yeah. Again, that was one of the questions that just came to my mind as I was looking over your bio before this interview. And I think with empowerment, that's like the action part. You want to do something you're, like you said, that purpose. I like that word. And so confidence is that ingredient to get you there. So that's good. So how would you say one would gain some confidence? <laughs> I'm sure that's a common one. Well, that is a common one. And it's kind of a chicken and egg story or, or process, if you will. The Being confident and doing things that look or sound more confident or make you look or sound more confident are kind of the two sides and, and they walk their ways up in increments until they're both at the same level. I remember this toy. We had this wooden toy when I was a childhood in, in my childhood and it was hung over a, a, you know, the door frame and it was a little wooden bear. There were two ropes or string, big cables, cords that came through the bear. And if you just pulled the right cable and then the left one and then the right one and then the left one and you just kept doing that the bear would just inch its way up to the top and then it would bump its head on the top and then you could release the I guess they're more like cords release them and, and the bear would slide all the way down to the bottom so when I think of this process of gaining confidence it requires some pulling on the right cord and some pulling on the left cord and uh, the right cord is that um, the feeling confident and uh, sometimes you can feel confident and then that makes the left cord of looking and sounding confident go up a notch. And then that makes you feel more confident. And then you look and sound more confident. But sometimes you need to start with some kind of technique, like how you say your, how you use your voice, how you use your inflection or your tone to convey confidence, even if you're not completely feeling it. So you, you speak up and you use a confident tone and then you realize, hey, that came across as confident. So that then pulls the string to make you feel more confident. And then you apply more of the technique and then you feel more confident. And so it goes back and forth like that. Yeah, that's a really good visual. I really liked that. I was able to relate to that. I, I feel the same. I used to be an elementary school teacher. And so that's how kids would grow and succeed is it, with that confidence, they'd build on a skill and that would build momentum or, you know, build their confidence and then that would just propel them forward. So, yeah, that's great. What would you say are the advantages to being more confident? What do you feel like that adds to life? Courage mm -hmm. is one. Yeah. Um, 
confidence is about understanding your own value and your worth and loving yourself. Um, And so when you can do those things, um, then honestly, I've just forgotten your question, but I'll finish this thought. When you can love yourself, feel the value of your, of you and know the value of your voice, ah, then, um, what does confidence give you? It gives you courage, but you, it also gives you this, this sense of knowing, you know, I am worth something. I am worth a lot. I am priceless. So are you. So is everybody. I believe we were all created in the image of our creator. And therefore we are all valuable, each and every one of us. So, you know, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, and that is, that's confidence. That's like true inner confidence is resting on that truth that there's nothing we can do. Uh, A therapist I was working with uh, recently shared with me this um, example of a dollar bill. She pulled it out and she said, how much is this worth? And I said, a dollar. And, um, and she said, okay, what if I fold it up? It's still worth a dollar. What if I crumple it up? It's still worth a dollar. What if I throw it on the floor? still a dollar. What if I go and step on it and smoosh it down? It's still a dollar, it's still worth a dollar. There's nothing that has changed the value of it. And that's a wonderful analogy for this. So confidence is that knowing, and then that propels us to courage, courage to speak up for something that we haven't felt confident enough to speak up about before. Courage to ask for help. Confidence gives us a sense of security. Um, It it keeps anxiety down a little bit, even if we feel nervous or anxious about something new, which is normal. Um, The confidence, the inner confidence just is the source we go back to, to go, okay, I'm nervous, but that's okay because I've got this. Yeah, that's so neat. Um, Tell us a little bit about working with clients and helping them find their voice. Do you have a specific example that comes to mind or just a few takeaways maybe that that my listeners could use to find their own voice? Sure. Well, I'm going to start with a story about myself and then I'll talk about some clients. But this is a story I, I often tell and it's a critical point in my journey as a business owner. Yeah. I was about three years into my business and I was not making a profit and I needed help. So I found a business coach that I decided I would hire. And I found myself then in this hot seat coaching position um, on one of those early on coaching calls. This was before Zoom was popular. So this was a a, a conference call, Mm -hmm. just the phone. And I remember sitting at my dining room table with the phone on it and she asked for a volunteer to to be coached. And I was like, me, 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 because I know what my problem is. I'm confident. I know this problem. My problem is that if you just tell me how much I need to discount the prices for my next workshop, everything will be solved and my business will be profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she got me on the hot seat. And she said, when I said that, she said, well, what is it that you do again? I said, I help people sound confident when they speak. 
and I kind of was hesitant about it. She said, um, no, you don't. No, you can't. Because I haven't heard you sound confident when you speak. Mm. So that was the, that was the turning point. That was like the shame, the, you know, the embarrassment and all. Of, um, oh, my gosh, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but she met me right there at the bottom and pulled me back up and helped me understand that piece about the, the bear, if you will, going back up. You can't just pull on the one side and work on those external confident sounding speaking skills. Mm-hmm. You've got to do the internal work too. There's there's a balance. Yeah. And if you only work on one, the bear will not get to the top of the of the toy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something I had to learn and that was the way I learned it. And so she helped me learn that lesson very well. So I have a quote that I'll say uh, coming from that that experience, you can't truly find your voice until you believe in your own value. Mm. Yeah. So um, other clients that I've had are finding their voices, they, they'll come to me and one woman I'm thinking of in particular, who was a, an executive, is an executive in a, in a bank. And she came up to me um, saying, you know, I just, I'm always inside my head. And uh, we've, I've just gotten more people who report to me. So I've got Sometimes I've got to give webinars to a thousand people or more, you know, presentations, and um, it's a large bank. Mm-hmm. And th- she was just like, I just feel like I don't, you know, I need some help to feel the confidence in speaking up in this role and, and having people believe that I belong here. Right. And so we, we worked on the voices inside your head. That's a very common thing mm-hmm. that people have is you know, these voices are telling me something or I'm trying to pay attention to them and be present in this conversation or this presentation and they're winning and then I'm forgetting what I'm going to say and I'm worried about what people are thinking and I know they're judging me and I just can't get out of my head. So we we spend, I spend a lot of time with her and I do spend a lot of time with other clients addressing that issue so that they can feel, again, from the inside, know their value, know they're worth it know that they deserve to be in that position and just kind of walking in with that. I, I call it sometimes uh, clients can relate to this phrase, kind of wearing your cloak of value. Mm-hmm. So you're just walking in with that, knowing your value, and then that helps you find your voice for whatever the situation may be. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I love what you've said throughout all this, just even if you don't feel like it, just taking that step and doing it and that builds as it works with the other side of the rope. So that's so good. Yeah. And that's so important, Jen, because so many times, even after I've worked so hard to build my confidence and I, I am a confident person. There's still those times where I just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So knowing some steps you can take to, to look or sound confident, to act the part, just a notch, not, not so much the fake it till you make it thing, because mm-hmm. that I feel like that's too one sided. Um, but take the first step toward sounding confident and then build your way up. Yeah. And that's so great, especially hearing you say I'm a confident person and I still have to do that. And so we look at people and we just assume that their confidence are more confident than we than they are. But they're probably just like us or more like us than we realize. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, there there might be someone out there that's never nervous, never I mean, always feels confident. Um, I haven't met them yet. 
And I'm certainly not one of them, but I have a lot of tools and tricks to help me deal with that. Yes, I love it. So what's one of your favorite inspirational quotes? Well, the one I picked for today, because I have a lot. Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite speakers, um, voices, is Maya Angelou. Mm. And part of what attracts me so much to her voice is that I know she spent a few years of her childhood not speaking yes. because of a um, violent act she witnessed and she told people about it and that person was killed and the, the perpetrator was and, and she felt that she her voice had killed that man. Yes. Um, such a powerful story. And then she came back to, she brought her voice back and, she, and that was such a gift for us. So one of, uh, this is actually from her book, um, well, shoot, I didn't write that down, um, well, but it's To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's not it. I know it's, why the caged bird sings. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. You're good. That is the one I've yeah. read by her, so. <laughs> yes, it's from that, and it is, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. And it, it comes back to confidence, too, because when you know you can tell that story, when you know you can be vulnerable and life still goes on, and in fact, it might actually attract others to you, it helps you build your own confidence. Well, I love that. And I thank you so much for your time today, because it's true. I love that concept of worth, because we all have a story to tell, like you just mentioned, and we all have that worth. and something inside of us that we need to share with others. So thank you. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Well, thanks for asking. The easiest way is to go to my website, which is helenmoses.com. Okay. And there's a contact us form uh, right there. You can click on that and it will get right to me and I'll be able to get back and we can connect. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks again for your time today. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Jen. Same to you and everyone else. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at A4Adversity or email me at jenbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.